Hello and welcome to this SUP Border video. Thank you so much for tuning in to watch this quite incredible interview with a great advocate of our sport. Now the team here at SUP Border came across a SUP Expedition video online recently and we thought it'd be great to get in touch with the paddler to really talk about the expedition. Now this is Joshua Wexler and he has paddled from Switzerland to the Netherlands which is 950 kilometers on a home built and a handmade paddleboard. It is really amazing, great video that we really, really encourage you to go and watch. And we sat down with him to speak about the motivations behind his trip, some of the challenges he experienced, and also just to get a bit of background of where he's come from and what might be in store for the future. I must give you a little word of caution though. We did have some technical difficulties when filming this, so please, we, we do apologize. For that but i'm going to pass it over to yours now to introduce himself and of course just to chat about this incredible journey that lasted almost a month my name is Josef wechsler i'm a swiss artist living in the netherlands and i'm since 10 years i'm self-employed so i'm working on my sculptures and it's all about the relation between humans and nature so i think that we can learn lot more about nature and we have to behave different than we do now so it's good to learn more and to really get a bond more instead of working against nature so this travel is also or is is an how do you say it's a part of my practice as an artist as well so that's very nice to have this possibility to travel and to work and to share this with with people yeah yeah, I was checking out your website before. I used, some of your artwork is amazing. It's really cool. I think you definitely see that relationship that you you bring, you know, the human and nature. Uh, I think a lot, more, a lot more people need to to start seeing that, I think, as well. And, and I think with stand-up paddling and being in the ocean and in the rivers and in the water, that people can make that connection as well. And is that what you find? How long have you been paddling for? What's kind of your experience in paddleboarding? I... I really bought the first board and that was also the only board I bought and it was an inflatable one from a good brand and I bought this board with the, already with the idea that I'm gonna do this travel and but the board didn't survive the start of the travel so it, it took me that long always something came in between that uh, when I yeah on one day after seven years the board just blew up and didn't work anymore and that was also the reason that I thought I have to to really do this travel. I maybe have to start from the beginning and build an own board. And then I was also sure that when I'm going to do that, then I really going to do the travel as well. And that was the Corona time. So it, it I was also sure that there is no exhibition coming in between. And because summer period is often quite busy and so this was the case that I knew that if I'm going to start building it, I'm going to do the trip as well. Yeah, yeah incredible. I know the, the board that you built, is that uh, something that you've designed or is it a kit that you can buy? Yeah, it's it's from Charlie Sports in, in America. And I saw him uh, on a YouTube film as well. And then I thought, oh, that's good because I, I thought that the, the shape will fit for my journey. And then you have uh, like a... Yeah, you can buy the plans and especially the inside of the board is very 
um, good to know how to do that. And afterwards, it's just um, doing your own uh, thing afterwards and do it like you want, because it's also about how you fix all the stuff on your board. So you do some extras and then you think it's going to work. Yeah. 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 And it seems like you had to do a little bit of fixing on your journey as well. Yes, and that was mainly because of the the Rhine. is It's really like a highway, and on the side it's often like big stone blocks. And right. because of this, it was necessary to leave the water quite often. So it was not uh, that easy to to not damage your board, especially with such a heavy load. And the board was not not uh, was also heavy as well because I wanted to use wood from the region and not uh, from far away yeah so it was it was actually quite a heavy board with a lot of baggage yeah if you yeah, go well, yeah it definitely looked like it held all of your gear really well though and you were able to paddle yeah 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 no it was really nice and i think it probably fits in with your ethos as well with you know the human and nature side of it just building a board made of wood and, and something that is quite natural yeah and it was yeah. also a special moment to to realize that you can create something by your own and to stand on it and to float on the water. And I mean, a lot of people, which uh, like everyone who knows stand-up paddleboarding knows that it's so uh, amazing experience to stand on the water and you really have to do it to, to know it, but it's so special, yeah? Yeah, of course. And the start of your trip, you started after some heavy rains. So it was quite, uh... It looked like it was quite a dangerous paddle through some rapids, through some whirlpools. Had you paddled anything like that before? Yeah, it was actually it was so that I I knew from the whole trip I knew probably the first thirty kilometers and the last ones. So, and because I knew the first kilometers, I thought oh it's possible to do it, and otherwise I would not have started then. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was also the, I think the most dangerous thing to do, like starting then at this moment but i i had to wait already a few days because of the broken pedal before i built my own also oh wow colonia wood pedal so okay. this broke just two or three days before. Ah. and then i started with my cheap uh, aluminium pedal what yeah I, I knew that i'm not gonna pedal all the way with this pedal so actually the the place where it broke was not too bad to to just organize another one and go further yeah and you had a lot of safety gear as well, speaking about the the kind of dangerous waters at the start. So you had your buoyancy aid, you had a, a leash, a waist leash. What other safety gear did you have with you? Yeah, I, I think mainly it's, it's like the safety jacket you have. I've worn all the time, like even though it was so warm, I wore it all the time. That was one thing I really wanted to do. And I had a knife to cut off the safety line quite fast, a special knife with a not sharp end, at like a hook on the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, the leash is very important to not wear it on the leg and in the middle. So that was also important to know and to do like this. Yeah. And like the small things, like uh, it's important to really be, um, to have shoes on a trip like this and to be able to step if you have to step and to but what i found also necessary is to have a, a fin which is quite fast to take off so sometimes i 
it was hard to get out of the water and I had to fix the like the wheels in the water and take the fin off and put it somewhere that the wheels uh, the waves from the ships couldn't catch my board and stuff right so then it it had to happen very fast so that was necessary to really know where all your gear is and have it always on the same spot and be fast if it's necessary yeah in, on the river it's quite special because you have this you even if you stand still you're still not standing still so sometimes you had have had when you stay on one point and pedal hard and the other time you float with the river but i had like the rule that if you think that you have to act fast you still have to take like two or three seconds to really t- decide what you're going to do and then you really have to go for it so it was like look ahead and make decisions and there is no time to doubt afterwards so you you need this few seconds and go for it afterward yeah do you think experience helped you to make those decisions or um, no, knowing the waters or how did you make those decisions really quick because I think a lot of people might hesitate in those moments yeah 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 I think it really required a, like a fast learning curve to learn to read the water and and yeah, I've done things before where you had to decide fast so probably that helped as well and and not doubting too much about your and always have some extra know your body as well so you you need to know how much energy you have left and probably that's something i experienced from i was earlier i was a mountain bike racer so i did some races in the elite category cross country so that helped also to have like know your body well as well yes yeah exactly definitely and this journey, what was some of your motivations for, for doing it? It was nearly a thousand kilometers, nearly took nearly a month to do. Um, yeah. Is this something you'd planned for a long time and, and why did you want to do it? Yeah, it, it was the, a long time plan, which never came out uh, for a lot of years. And then yeah, it was like I travel home and I, I take the train or I, I went by bicycle as well. But you you travel between A and B and the way in between you don't know that much and I I knew if I'm gonna do it on the water it's gonna be a whole different experience and it's like the the way the water travels so it's also nice to see where a raindrop falls in Switzerland depending on it's going north or south and then do the travel as well and and look I actually it was yeah the travel I did and. I wanted to follow the water and see what's in between. And it was really about the the travel itself. It's not about the getting there, but really enjoying the way. And I think that's something you can learn on a stand-up paddleboard to enjoy the moment. If you think about your target at the end, it's just the whole day working. And otherwise, it's this experience you can enjoy the, the day. Yeah, Yeah, of course. I think that that should be a really great tip that everyone should should take note of because people are just out there to to get from A to B just to do that ticket off the list but in fact they're missing out on so many things yeah. in between did you have a, a favorite place or a, a favorite moment from your from your trip the middle Rhine where you where you have like uh, nice landscapes that there are hills on the left and on the right so the river is getting narrower that means you're getting faster as well and you see a lot of castles and 
it's really nice scenery and there is also the narrowest point from the whole Rhine is there so it's a special place to pass by with a lot of meets and stories and you hear also stories about paddlers before you get there and that was really a nice place to to paddle by yeah yeah, yeah amazing I've done a few paddles along the Danube and things in in Europe and also paddled the canals of Amsterdam and there's just some amazing places to visit and the culture and the history uh the people are all so nice and did you find that a lot of the people were welcoming and they were supporting you in your journey i i really felt the support from the people on the right and left hand side of the river but it was really a silent journey this way and it was hard to communicate so yeah. you you go your way and i really enjoyed also these slow and silent trail even if you the ships pass by and you have uh, some noises but often it's quite quiet and i liked it yeah so yeah. it's i think it's this uh, you have not many contact with people but if you have then it's often like you enjoy it even more and it's it's nice to to see the reaction and talk to them yeah yeah yeah, no, we, we're really impressed with the video and uh, we'll make sure we put it up on the, the website and on our social media channels to share it because it, it is something that everyone should be looking at. And I know you, you did this last year and we've taken a while to find it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just well done on that amazing journey. This really was an inspiring chat with Joshua just to talk about his life and obviously some of the things he had to overcome during this paddle. It is a very long SUP expedition, but if you are thinking of any SUP touring adventures, then it was great to see and hear some insights into some things such as safety and, and how well prepared you need to be for something like this. But of course, we're gonna put a lot of links below to Yozua's work and of course, the video of the paddle. And I really, really encourage you to go over, watch that full video because it's pieced together really well and we really enjoyed watching it here at SUP Water. We really want to thank you as well for his time and of course thank you to all of you the viewers out there for tuning in to watch this sub order video. We look forward to seeing you at another one really soon. Bye.